Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona podcast. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. Do you know what the biggest abuse I have realized about myself growing up in organized religion, just something that's trying to control the way that you think, and kind of what I realized is it stills stills your ability to choose for yourself, but the biggest thing is it makes it so you don't trust yourself, and so you're always told that this is the way it is, this is the way it is. And so you sometimes think differently, and if you decide to go a different route, in the back of your mind, you're always kind of questioning, like, if what you're doing is right or not. And it's hard when you, like, put everything into a religion, like you give yourself to the religion, and then you decide to leave that religion. Because once you decide to leave, it... There's really no way that it's not going to create problems because you've made promises that bind you to the person that you're with. So if you get married before you really learn how to choose or learn how to trust yourself, it's hard to lead a family because you are just being told what to do. And so unless you're like completely bought in, a really, really difficult thing. Like, unless you're bought until death. Like, if you ever choose to leave, it's really hard to step outside and create a world that's safe for everybody because everybody relied so much on this organization to make your mind up for you to make decisions. So if you step out and you create new parameters and new laws and new things for yourself, you're not really, like, part of this community, part of this culture. And then if you don't decide to put that same stuff into your kids' lives, then they are given the opportunity to evolve. But, like, there's a part of me that feels like still, to this day, like I've been divorced now for about two, over two years. There's still a part of me that feels like guilt. Um, And I know it's coming from my religious upbringing because... I mean, I remember when I left the church feeling like this is when everybody's life falls apart. They leave the church, and then it's this domino thing where slowly, like, you start to lose things that matter to you. A little bit like that movie Inside Out. When you have, like, your main pillars, like that girl had hockey, and she had family and the school and friends, and she moves, and then everything is now gone. It's similar to that when you decide to leave religion because all your pillars are based off of that religion. So your family is built around eternal, like eternity. And so you feel like if you decide not to obey the church's teaching, you're going to lose the blessing, I guess, to be with your family forever. And so when you no longer believe that, you could imagine the feelings that you have about, like, the pointlessness of this whole life. So all the other things that, like, kind of brought interest to you, like golf and reading and um, 
going to the movies and everything, like you kind of become depressed because you had you had everything figured out. You had all the answers. You didn't have fear. Death to you was just something like it really wasn't that scary because you were told the outcome after you die. And now you have to create a whole new picture of what eternity looks like and start to explore different things while most of the people that you have surrounded yourself by your entire life are still in an, an echo chamber where what you say and what you're learning and what you figure out is considered apostate. So you're really relying on yourself and your own intuition, your gut, to move you along through life while things are falling apart for you. It's really actually like really sad and I a lot of times I break away from like the religion topic because I respect my family and my friends that are still like Mormon and people that practice like different religions, but I was just listening to this book and I went to church today again. It's called Life Church. I just pass it every day, so went and checked it out because I do. I mean, community's good, but I met this guy, um, Andrew, and he was. I kind of told him my background a little bit. He's like, "Have you ever read that book, Under the Banner of Heaven?" So it's this book, kind of about Mormonism that apparently mainstream Christianity has heard about, and like, I would imagine that is considered apostate or not recommended to people in the Mormon church to listen to because it talks about the things in the church that maybe are frowned down upon. But right now I'm on chapter three. It's just more focusing on like the different breakoffs of the Mormon church. And so you have the original Mormon church and then it breaks off to the FLDS and blah, blah, blah. There's Warren Jeffs and all these leaders. But my point being is that you can see clearly the abuse and the emotional trauma that the people in these books, like what they've experienced, because they're born, basically these women are born into these, like in Colorado, old, I think it's called Colorado City, right there on the border of like Arizona, Colorado. There's this polygamous town where people broke off of the Mormon church and they basically were just not okay with the fact that the mainstream Mormonism, they abandoned the polygamy. And so they wanted to practice because they thought it was from God. And so imagine, so you got these like 40, 50 year old guys and they're married to women that are having babies. And then by the time the babies get to like 13, 14, they get married to one of the guys in the community. And polygamy is just like a part of these kids' lives. And so they, they're raised and they grow up not knowing like anything different. It's like the movie The Village. They're trapped in this bubble, this echo chamber, and they're just told like, this is polygamy, this is your uncle, you're going to marry him, and that's it. And they're like, alright, like, whatever. Like, they don't have internet, they don't have TV, like, is there any possible way that they can come up with anything on their own? Like, can they choose? And thinking about it, I was like, could I choose? Could I choose? Like, being raised in the mainstream Mormonism? Sure, quotation marks, I could choose, sure. 
and there was no consequences to my actions. I could just have walked away at age 10 from that religion, and there would have been just lots of hugs and happiness for me for making my decision. No, it's not true at all. I would have been, like, bombarded by members, like, making me be active, and I'd be too young to even, like, do anything about it. And so that's kind of how it is with most religion. Like, you are forced down a path, and you accept it because your brain's not developed. And so we accept this, like, emotional trauma and this abuse, but then because our relatives and people we know are bought into it, we feel guilty talking about it and raising awareness about the abuse because it feels disrespectful and you feel like you're not very, what's the word, it's not, it's not nice to do to your family members, you feel like you want to support them and make sure that they still love you and that they see your transition as smooth and you don't want to give them any reason to be the apostate that they thought you were going to be, so you kind of just like disappear into the shadows and hope your life doesn't fall apart. So anyway, um, but listening to this book, it brought up like a lot of emotions. I went on this run today. It was 13 miles. I went like six, six and a half miles up to Woodland Park and then six and a half back. So just did a half marathon. But when I do these runs, I'll usually take like an edible and just get my wheels turning because I really enjoy provoking my thoughts. It's probably my favorite thing is just to like start the wheels turning, listen to a good book, pick something that's going to get me thinking, and then just let my feet hit the pavement and just go. And the book, it just started to bring up all this stuff like within myself going like growing up in this religion and I didn't have to experience the polygamy but I did experience the control like the men had it seemed like when I was younger because I'm 39 so when you go back I was born in 1983 and so we didn't really have the internet we didn't have like easy access to the internet we didn't really have like computers Nobody had cell phones. It was like a different world. And so people, just like this FLDS, there was a lot of control with these Mormon men. And these men kind of dictated their families and decided the direction that the family would go in. And as women, your job was to, like they say this in the temple ceremony, like the man is supposed to honor God and give his life to God and follow God, and the woman is supposed to give herself to the man. And they probably, like, will change that at some point, or they have changed it. They always change things when things become, like, problematic. And then they'll look back at people like me talking, be like, we don't do that. Look, go. You see that we don't do that anymore. And we don't have, like, proof showing that that's how it was. And so we look like these disgruntled ex-employees. Where they blame us. The reason that this guy's angry is because he wanted to drink. And because of his alcoholism, he blames the church because he wanted to drink. And they always try to, like, pin things 
on you and make up reasons to why you wanted to leave. Not because you thought it was just not true. But they just want you to feel like what they're following is true. And so it has to be your fault. Like it can't be like what they believe in. They're giving their whole life to this. So like that can't be the problem. So you have to be the problem. Then you're the problem. And then you grow up just thinking like I got to do this. Like I got to do this because if not like everybody I care about, everybody I love is going to be disappointed. And I don't want them to be disappointed because it's not very fun living in a community where everybody's disappointed in you. And so you just do it. And so there's like a handful of people I knew, I guess, as when I was younger that would leave the church. But for the most part, I feel like most people just did it to do it. And then we had like secret lives outside of the church where we drink and smoke or whatever. But like I was saying at the beginning, there's a it's very frustrating to realize that you have built a mind that is it's hard to trust you because you've never been allowed to trust you and never been allowed to think for yourself. And so I think that the more I'm out of it, the more I realize like why like why it's so nice to be finally done, but then how I got trapped in it and then why it's so hard for people to get out. And I think that that's a big part of it is because you trust your loved ones, your parents, your siblings, your aunts, your uncles, your friends that you leaving is going to create like a problematic lifestyle for you. And so even though in your gut you're telling yourself like this isn't true, I don't want to do this, like I don't believe I have to wear these underwear to be protected, I don't feel like I need to like repeat this thing in this temple ceremony every so often to feel like I'm worthy to go back to Jesus. I don't feel like I need to be like visited all the time by home teachers, visiting teachers. I need to do my home teaching. I need to go on a two-year mission. I need to give 10% of my tithing. There's so many things where you just, you want to be free of that, but they get you so roped in and there's so many little hooks with these things. And I would just my message is really just like recognizing yourself like does something have you hooked like step step out of your shoes step into like a little baby that's born overseas in like a muslim household where they're raised a completely different way they're told that you are to worship this god you are to worship these people you are to give this amount of your money. You're, it's going to be the same result. It's programming. It's brainwashing. It happens like... I mean, if you think about it from that perspective, just think about any movie. Like, be easy for Disney to paint a picture of this. Like, every single Disney movie. Think about every Disney movie you watch. It's like this person's stuck, right? Like Pocahontas. She's in this life. And she's like finds she follows her heart who loves john smith but her culture is like no you can't do that you're supposed to be married to coco Wum. <laughs> and then you're gonna have this amazing life and they have like her whole life mapped out for her but she's like no i don't want to and then us as viewers we recognize like oh my gosh that's so powerful like she followed her heart and now we're really happy for her and then you have like the little mermaids the same thing like ariel She's got this free spirit and she's always like curious about what it's like on land and 
She's always going on exploring and finding new seas, like uh, sunken ships and different things that she's never seen. Because she wants to explore it, she's basically frowned down upon. And they're like, Ariel, do not do this. This is so bad. She's like, screw you, Dad, King Triton. Me and my little friends Flounder and Sebastian, we're going to head off and we're going to figure this out. Then she encounters the devil, (gasps) Ursula. Ursula is this like, hey, you left what you know. Unfortunately, people always run into these like wicked situations, but they're so desperate to move past what they know. And so they want to know more. And so she strikes a deal with this devil. I'll give you my life in turn i get three days or whatever to go experience life as a human i just don't have a voice i gotta get prince eric to fall in love with me blah 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 blah. she tries to like corrupt the whole thing like the devil would tries to steal the little mermaid but then prince eric rams his ship into her big fat belly and king triton and blah 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 and then at the end it's this big happy story where triton is like happy with eric and like she brought these worlds together what the freak am... Where did I go? You guys see what I'm saying, though, right? Like, I'm just trying to tell you that it's okay to think different. It's okay to be different. Like, there's you can break off of something, and it's scary, but hold true to what makes you feel good. Like, for me, I haven't been drinking. Alcohol doesn't make me feel good. I don't like it. And so I haven't drank this year. I hardly drank when I was drinking, but I did like to indulge sometimes, but I'm just kind of giving up the alcohol, the alcohol, just because it's, it's not long-term good. I don't think for anybody, it's also a way for me to support people that are trying to be sober. Cause I know it's really hard for people that have that addiction. So it's my way to stand with them and just be like, look, I'm doing it. And it's hard. And I want to get drunk sometimes, but also like I, I refrain from pornography. I don't like to look at like anything with that's gonna provoke my thoughts to think about women in a degrading way because I respect them and I've recognized that like we are equals and I shouldn't have any power over them and like we should have a mutual respect and that like you can kind of pervert your mind if you look at too much pornography and then you start your like mind and it starts to wander and you start to objectify women and you start to look at them as sex objects. Same with like if you're gay, you look at gay pornography or same if like you're into whatever. If you go down that path too much, it's hard to I've like experienced a little bit. Never really been like huge into pornography, but like back in the day I'd look a little bit. Um and I just never liked the way it made me feel. So it's probably been like four years since I've like looked at any and if it pops up or if it gets sent to me I don't look at it because I know what it does to me um and these are just things I've instilled in myself and then healthy eating I like to eat healthy I like to have a balanced meal plan I like to have for my breakfast I usually will have like a piece of sourdough toast eggs bacon um 
and then like a cup of coffee. And then for breakfast, I'll usually have, if I work out, I'll have like a protein shake. And then for for lunch, I like to have like a, uh, either leftovers, I do a lot of chicken, carrots, potatoes, and like a lot of salads with burgers, and I get grass-fed beef. And then for dinners, I like to do like, a lot of times big salads are also like fish and rice and that type of thing. But I like to eat healthy because I feel like the healthier I eat, the better I feel. And so these are just things that I do and then try to drink a lot of water. Lately, I've been on this monster kick where I drink these blue monsters and they make me feel horrible, but they taste good. And so I've, sometimes I do give in to like temptation just like everybody. But for the most part, I know what keeps me feeling good. I try to do that and I would just let you guys, not let you guys, but invite you guys to just let yourselves like live a life authentic to you. And this kind of brings me back to more of the root of my message. Sometimes you grow this big old bush, tree, branch, whatever you want to call it, and starts to get off a little bit, just like that book I was talking about. Um, that's called Under the Banner of Heaven, because you have Mormonism that broke off, and then you have FLDS, and you have blah, 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 and it keeps breaking off until it gets a little bit diluted. So trying to bring it back to the roots. Like, what were the roots? Was it Jesus? Was it before Jesus? Was Jesus a branch of the truth? Is he the savior of the world? Or is he just... Like, bring it back to the roots, roots, roots. And I'm just trying to do what feels right. And hopefully it's uh, inspiring, I guess. Or helpful. And helps, helps you guys just in your lives. But thank you so much for listening. I love you. Bye.